welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk Podcast. We're back with you. We have someone I ran across on Instagram through Sai. It is Dio. Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. And if you notice, he is not American by his accent. No, I am not. <laughs> he is from Ireland. But that's not the interesting part. Well, it is interesting, but the real interesting part, <laughs> he's in South Korea. Yes, I am currently in Seoul, South Korea. That's a travel for you, but yay, we got him on the podcast. I met him through Sai, who was wonderful, and he was in a picture with Sai, and I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> Where is this Irish guy in Seoul, South Korea, but he's in Tokyo? Let's Let's find out more about this. <laughs> we started talking and bam here he is he's on the show welcome thank you very much yes um it does sound a bit chaotic when you say it like that <laughs> it was but just combinations i was not ready for but it's like <laughs> you know that's not a bad thing after all no, I does not, like I, that. yeah i'm here for it too <laughs> It's one of those words like, you know, I never would have thought of that combination, but yeah, yeah, that worked. Mm. So, yes. So tell our listeners a little bit about you if they don't follow you on social media or know who you are, which they will after this podcast. But <laughs> Well, I am currently, as they said there, I'm Irish and I'm actually from a city called Derry uh, in the north. And I moved to Korea about five years ago, and I've been living in Seoul for the last like three years. And then, yeah, I've just kind of been traveling around Asia for a while. 30 years old, and I'm currently working in education, but I'm also part-time like model and go-go dancer, and I'm very into fitness and things like that. So um, that's my kind of side hustle. And yeah, that's nice. just what I've been doing. Nice. Yeah, that's how we saw him because of the go go pictures. And I was like, <laughs> since Sai gave us a lesson on the go go culture and told us all about it, I'm like, well, we need more go go's on here from Japan and Korea. Just mm -hmm. saying, just because it's just an amazing culture and so much fun and amazing. Yeah, very much so. It is. It's very exciting because, especially like with Korea, it's fairly new. And with Japan, it's so established. So to do both of them, it's still, they're very exciting in different ways, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. It's just because when Sai told me, I'm like, go, go, really? And he was just blew my mind when he told me all that. And I was like, that's amazing. I love that. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Let's get to our first question. We'll mix in more go, go questions. Don't worry, people. Uh, <laughs> so, you wear amazing underwear when you go-go dance. Have you always liked underwear? Has it been something you've always enjoyed? Well, actually, um, so years ago, I was really overweight and, like, was very uncomfortable and not confident in myself. And so underwear was never really something I focused much on. I would always just wear, like, really basic, like, boxers and things that were just comfortable. And a lot of the time, it was they were bought for, like, my parents would buy me them and I would just be like, whatever. And I never really thought about underwear in that way. And then it wasn't until like I was a little bit older. And then there was one day like I seen like these like kind of 
there was like, well, I, do you know what it was? It was like this really cheap, <laughs> like really cheap ass like song. And mm-hmm. I seen it on like AliExpress or whatever. And I bought like my first harness at the same time. And I remember being like, oh, like this is too risky, but like, I don't feel good about myself. So maybe this will make me feel good. I don't know why. So I just was like, fuck it, let's just go. And um, so I went ahead and bought it and I tried it on. And I remember being like, oh, wow, I feel different. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, is is this hot? Is this this sexy? Like, I remember being like, oh, what? So that was kind of like the first time like I ever really was took an interest or like even noticed how underwear could make you feel a little bit different, if you know what I mean. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was like the first <laughs> from AliExpress of all places, like yeah. cheapest chips. There's worse places to get underwear, but at least you made that first step because so many guys don't even buy it. They just look at it and be like, oh, no, I'm not going to buy it. But you bought mm. it and got and it. It was a song. A little song as well. Actually, it's like I still have that. <laughs> Actually, it's like I still have it. Never wear it, of course, but wow. yeah. Wow. I'm impressed you still have it. Timekeeper, like just for old time six. <laughs> there you go. So you bought this first pair from AliExpress. When did you finally, you know, branch out and buy some good underwear to see what good underwear was? Well, actually, I had always kind of like noticed, obviously, like when you see like advertisements on like TV and whatever, and then like on social media, like Calvin Klein basic. I know they're so basic, but like mm-hmm. the Calvin Klein, especially the gray ones. And you see, like, they've got the sets, like, even with the girls, they have, like, the crop tops and everything. Like, just the gray ones in particular really caught my eye. I don't know why. And I think it's something to do with, like, because they look cozy but sexy, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. And then also the gray print. I mean, come on now. We all we all know about the gray tracks, of, like, the, the, gray, the gray trackies, like, and oh, the yes. outlines and, you know. So all that kind of harkens back to the same idea. So I was like, oh. These look hot and comfortable and sexy. So they were like the first kind of like um, designer brand. I know they're not like super designer, but like they were Calvin Klein. So I thought, you know what? They're a designer. They're a nice fit. And also they were briefs. Mm-hmm. And I used to never wear briefs. I used to always wear boxers. So like to wear briefs, I was like, ooh, I am so sexy right now. <laughs> I am feeling myself. Like I am loving this. And actually, ironically enough, like... I still buy those same, like, obviously not the same ones all the time, but I buy the same kind of style. And usually the gray Calvin Klein ones, I always seem to, like, go back to them. I don't know why, actually. Maybe it's a subconscious thing of, like, the how they made me feel, so. Probably. That, that I know a lot of people, their first pairs, they really got like that, that really made them feel special. A lot of times aren't made anymore or they're like a small brand they can't find. So I think it's pretty awesome that you still wear the same ones, same styles from Calvin Klein that you got before. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, it's actually recently I did a photo shoot, like a professional one in them. And I didn't even, I mean, again, like there was like an option, like you get to choose like underwear, what you want to like present. And there's, I mean, there's a huge, big, uh, like, option. There's so many options of all many colors, so many styles, designers, whatever. And again, I went back to them. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just was like, it's just my subconscious being like, yeah, you love these, just stay with it. <laughs> just what you feel comfortable in. 
Exactly. And that's what's all, all that matters. The Calvin Klein makes good underwear. It's not one I would call bottom of the barrel, but, you know, it's sexy. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's It can be a little more conservative, but it still makes it sexy as can be. I'm just saying. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely. Now that you're in go-go dancing and... Mm-hmm moved to Korea have you branched out in other styles since you've been there because you know the Asian market is very different from especially America and some Europe so have you has that influenced your underwear selection since you've been there or are you still sticking with like the Calvin Klein's so actually as you say yeah especially in Asia like the underwear design is a little different I'm sure Sai probably mentioned this last time, but like there's like this, like the material is always a lot more like silkier. It's a lot mm-hmm. smaller and they're a lot more revealing to be honest. So if you're packing a lot, it's not ideal for you. So that they're quite small, like to be honest, but the way they sit is I think personally a lot sexier than any other, like mm-hmm. I'm talking about briefs here specifically. Um, they sit on your body a lot more like high rise, but they look so hot. Like, especially when you're like go-go dancing and whatever, like they look so good. Only problem is if you're going to do like a, like a slut drop or like something like that, you have to be careful just in case it all falls out. So, um, <laughs> it's one of the things I've had to learn the hard way. I was like, oh, my ass is out. But, um, it was, I mean, hot. They loved it. I had a good time. It didn't matter. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of actual, um, especially like in Korea, there's a lot of underwear brands here that are starting to really kick off, um, that I've actually worked with as well in the past three Google shows or I've modeled for them. And they're like some of my favorites, actually, especially there's a brand that I modeled for recently called um, Uncensored Scene. Like it's U-C-S-D Scene. And um, they have mostly just underwear. They do a lot of like jewelry, like necklaces and bracelets and they've started doing like harnesses but not leather ones just like a like an underwear kind of harness um but they're one of my favorite brands i wear them almost every day like especially their necklaces and their underwear as well as i say like for shows and yeah they're always coming up with new stuff and actually they have a new line coming out soon so make sure you check that out and also another brand i work with is npnc like no pick no chat but theirs is like no pride no chat which i love i think this is really cool and they're actually more of a designer as such they make clothes like shirts and like pants and whatever but they also make a lot of underwear so there's a few times I've actually Google danced wearing their brand as well. So they sponsor sponsor a lot of the shows in Korea for Google dancing. But yeah, I've definitely noticed that the Asian style is a lot different from like the Western style, and probably because um like I don't know, just to sit smaller body frames. And mm-hmm. on personally for me, I'm a short guy anyway, so they fit for me perfectly. I have no problem. Like I I love them honestly, and like I've my drawers are full of the uncensored scene underwear and npnc underwear from like past shows and things that i've liked and i bought them again and just i've just really those are my two go-tos in korea but also to not to like make it international but there's another brand that i actually (laughs) buy quite often from and they're from scotland and 
they're called the Darkroom brand. So it's actually owned by, yeah, you've probably heard of them before, but it's owned by like PJ Knox, the porn star, and Andres, uh, his fiance. So they're actually good friends of mine and they do a lot of like, they're always coming up with new stuff. And I actually have get managed to gather a lot of things from the darkroom brand. And one of my favorite pieces that I got from them is this little like jock strap, but the jock strap has these metal buckles on it. So like you can just click them and they, and they come off and like, like last time I was doing a go-go show, I wore them and they were really comfortable as well for on stage, but also really handy for like, if you're going to do like a towel show, like they're perfect because they just, you just clip them and they fall off and they sit on my body. Like, I I don't know, they fit perfectly. They look like a glove and they're one of my favorites at the moment um, that I have. And I've actually a few photos online wearing all of these brands and underwear. So I'm sure if anybody wants to check them out, you can see them. But yeah, Darkroom Round, that's one of my new favorites as well. And also because of friends of friends, but their style and their, the quality of their, their products are insane. Like, it's so good. Nice. Those are three very different brands, which I like that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, because Sai explained to us about the underwear over there and how it's what they like, what they don't like, what they find sexy. So it's way different from here of what is considered sexy and then told us about the towel shows and opened my eyes to all things go-go over there. And it was just like, oh my God, I've got to go. This is amazing. And so it's really cool to hear how the underwear is being mixed in, how, you know, how is go-go dancing different in Korea than Japan? Well, that's the thing. So go-go dancing is fairly new to Korea in the sense that, like, in our, like, nightlife scene, go-go dancing has only started really kicking off in this last year. And they don't do it as often as they do in Japan. Like, if you see, obviously, on online almost every single week, there's some kind of show, something happening for go-go's in Japan. And there's, like, a roster of, like, 20 guys that are almost everywhere all the time. In Korea, it's not really like that at all. We don't really have that many. There's, I would say, like, we have some Go-Go's, but a lot of them would don't do shows either in Korea or will do shows in other places. Like, there's a few guys that will go and they've done Songkran in Thailand or they would do some shows in Japan, but they never really perform in Korea. And I guess that's down to, like, social conservatism. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... In Korea, it's a lot more conservative than Japan. Like, and especially like in the gay scene, nobody really wants to like put themselves out there in that way. So even for like sometimes when we're doing promos, they'll cover our face in the promos to like, you know, just to respect your privacy sort of thing. But for me, I don't care because I'm lucky, lucky to be openly gay and not care about that. Or even my family all know about that. My family even follow me on social media, which is weird but funny (laughs) (laughs) and they see what i'm doing they know what i do so like they're like work diva so like (laughs) i'm just like whatever so i don't care but i know of other koreans that it's very serious for them so respecting their privacy i get it but also then it's kind of like it i don't really understand the sense of like you're going to go on stage and dance and they're all going to see you but you don't want the picture being put online so i it's kind of like 
contradictory a little bit, but I understand the same sense of like, it is all about respect to privacy and what you're comfortable with. And I get that. But also a lot of the guys here, they're not really trying to make careers out of go-go dancing. Um, some of them are, but most of them aren't. But most of them just, they were asked and they will do it for a bit of fun. And yeah, it's just, it's not really that serious for them. But as I say, like, there's a lot of guys that would go to Japan for shows. And actually, myself included, I'm planning on doing a show in Japan, in Tokyo, very soon. Which is a big deal for me because, like, branching out, going international. Woo! So, very excited for that. But um, again, as I say, because of a lot of the shows in Korea, like, Gogo Dancing isn't really that big. And a lot of the time, they'll get Gogos from Japan to Korea to do shows. And... Like, yes, I understand that because a lot of time in Korea too, they are seen a lot more like as celebrities. In Japan, it's less serious. They're like, oh, that's such a thing. But like, I didn't realize that because I, I was like, oh my God, fangirl. And like when I was there and they were just like, yeah, that's just whatever. Like they didn't really care. And I was like, oh, right. Okay. But then when they come to Korea, they get all that fangirls and oh my God. So they get a lot of attention. So if like Japanese go-go boys come to Korea, like I'm totally like, yeah, come here because they will eat you up. They will love you. But in the same sense, as it's like, why don't we have that? Like we only have, like we'll do a show maybe once a month, which is depending like it's not always certain but i've done all the big clubs in seoul which has been great i've been very honored and privileged to do all that especially being white and like in this environment i mean it's it's not very like not to say that it's a crisis or anything but it's not very welcoming to others like every gogo dancer in japan and korea are asians of some sort like but Mm -hmm. majority of them especially in japan I would say like 95% are Japanese. And then in Korea, there's like 99% of them are Korean. And then me. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) So just me. Um, But again, I think it is more down to like the conservative idea in Korea that that's why it's harder to get go-go's. And also a lot of time the go-go's I say, like they don't really, they don't care. They're not really planning on making this a part of their like, like career or like any form of like not that it's a career but you know what i mean it's not a part of their like um Mm -hmm. gigs they're they're only they're not really serious about it but there there are a few and it is getting better and it's getting bigger especially at the moment i've noticed that there there's a few guys now that have been that are being recruited for some shows so we love to see that so i'm like yes i loved it more representation please come on like we need Mm -hmm. to show up because if we're going to start doing go-go dance and we can't look like no, we're actually trying to compete with Japan here. So come on, let's get it. Let's get let's get some team together or get some some scene, like you know. But um, it is getting better, and luckily, like there's a lot of clubs, like Gym Club in Seoul and King Club. King Club is mostly K-pop, but they sometimes do go-go shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Gym Club is a circuit club, which is where all the big go-go's go, and I've done there a few times. Like I've done there a couple times, and it's really good. I love it there. Like this, this, it's just perfect for what we're talking about. And Eagle as well. Eagle Soul has started doing go-go shows as well. And actually, I was so honored to get to do that show last time. And that was actually the first time I met Sai. So yeah, Eagle Soul has been like my go-to. It's like every time I go out, it's like the place I go. And so like I was just so like honored to be able to actually go-go there as well. Because they don't really ever do go-go's, go-go shows until recently. So, as I say, like, the go-go scene is expanding and there is more happening. So, it's just, I'm very honoured and glad to be a part of it. And, like, I just hope I can keep pushing for the Koreans as well. Because although I'm Irish, I'm still representing Seoul. So, like, even when I... 
when I go to Tokyo and people are like asking like, oh, like, you know, the Bakugo shows. I'm like, yeah, I'm Irish, but I've never done a show in Ireland. So I'm representing Seoul. And they're like, the Korean go-go, but you're Irish? And I'm like, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't really make sense. But the same thing is I'm Team Korea. So Nice. So how did you get go-go dancing to begin with? What? Well, there was actually, it was an Eagle Soul um, about two years ago. No, about a year ago. It was just, it was just at the very break, actually two years ago. It was in Korea because Korea hadn't really had much bother with COVID at the time. Um, they were just like, they were locking down and doing all that, but what, there were still things happening. And there was like some kind of party at Eagle Soul. And there was a guy, they were doing a, like some kind of go-go show, but it wasn't really a show. It wasn't like a go-go show as such. It was like a performance, like a BDSM kind of performance thing. Okay. And I remember, I love, as I say, I'm always an eagle. And of course I was like super drunk and was like just vibing because they were playing like a remix to like Megan the Stallion. And I was obviously like losing my mind. So I was just dancing and like just having fun with my friends. And like one of the organizers of that party seen me there and was like, Oh, like, no, you have a lot of energy and no, you're down to party, whatever. And they have kept an eye on me. And then I started like getting in shape and started doing modeling and started doing things like that. And then they were like, Hey, like, do you want to do a go-go show with us? Like we're doing like, there's a, it was like for gay pride last year. Um, it was like, there was like an event at gym club. I, I can't remember the name of it. And basically they had hired some go-go's and they needed like one more. And they asked me and I was like, oh, I've never done this, but like, are you sure it's okay? Cause I'm a foreigner and all this. And they were like, yeah, yeah, of course, no worries. So like, I was like, right, sure. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, I, they, that was my first show in gym club and I had a, the best, I mean, it was out of all the places to do a show, gym club is like the biggest. And I was like, oh my God, throw in the deep end here. So <laughs> I did gym club and king club on the same night. And I remember just saying like, oh my God, what is my life? Like, this is crazy. And like, I had so much fun. Like, I just really, really loved it. And I always said when I was younger, and like, cause like, as I said before, like I used to be really overweight. And like, when I was younger, like I remember saying like, if I had the body, I'd be such a good go-go dancer. I used to always say this when I was drunk, by the way. <laughs> Disclaimer, it was only when I was drunk and feeling myself. I'd be like, I'd be a good go-go dancer. And I'm just very proud of myself now that I've been able to do this now, like from thinking that like, I could never have the opportunity to do it. And now they actually get the opportunity to do it. It's just very, it's just very nice. Very, I'm very proud of myself. Nice. Now you, from all the videos and pictures i've seen on your instagram it looks like you're killing it and oh thank you very much fun with doing it which is the most important mm -hmm. which is amazing because talking with you over instagram has been really fun the last week week or so we've been chatting so i was like oh thank you very much on. you too it's been great so you have the energy and you have everything and I'm trying to bring more international people onto the podcast. And like I said, when I found out you're Irish and in Korea, I was like, jackpot. Um, <laughs> we hit it. Um, so it's good to bring on other people and bring on other points of view and everything and talk about different things in culture. And we have a mix of gay straight by. So it's just... It's really fun to hear people's stories and hear how underwear fits in there with it. And it's not just 
something you wear, but something that's fun and you wear shows and you have favorite brands. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah, because a lot of the time, like, it is about the underwear that you're wearing because, like, we're just dancers. Like, we're just whatever. We're basically walking billboards for a lot of brands. So, like, I love, you know, representing brands that I love and doing the things that I like to do, you know? So it's always good. Like, it's a full circle. Like, you're helping them, but, like, you're also, like, they're helping you. So it's 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 great. Like, I, I love it. It's a great way to sell underwear, especially when you're there. It's like, hello. Get some mm-hmm. Google boys and sell some. Oh, yeah, we, exactly. need, we, we need go-go, go-go culture here like that. We need, it's not the same here, but, you know. Really? I thought it was, I thought they had a big we scene have, there. We have go-go boys, but it's not like the way Cy has it and go out night to night and here's mm. people or you follow. There's like a couple of people you'd follow, but no one like, you would think, oh, so-and-so's dancing, you let's go. And it's like, because Japan yeah. is like, oh, Cy's dancing or who? one of the other guys is dancing. So you want to go out and there it's like, okay, they can dance. Here's some dancers, but it's not like household yeah. names. So I'm like, we need some like household names and stuff. With Yeah. With us, like it's similar to Japan. Like they would be like, Oh my God, like such a show like there, let's go. And like, almost like Google boys were held to like the same standard as like drag Queens, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Cause like, in America, like, obviously, drag queens are, like, the, the main thing. And then the Google Boys are, like, the backup. Just whatever. Yes. But here, it's, like, we're on, like, the same level. Like, sometimes, actually, like, they will try and book us for gigs with drag queens a lot of the time. Like, mm-hmm. we are on the same... We're on the same stage, same level kind of idea here. Yeah. Because Sai explained it. The drag is crazy here. Big. And he goes, well, Go-Go's here and drag is not so big. So exactly. Like, so I'm like... Ugh. We need go-go's. We need some I agree. Korea, Korea is the same. The go-go culture is a lot bigger than the drag culture. But it's like, getting bigger. I'm like, we can keep our drag queens, but we just need some go-go boys, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Room for everybody. There's room for both. There's room uh-huh. for both. And they can work together every so often. So perfect. Perfect match. Exactly. I agree. I totally agree. I support this. So that'll wrap up our podcast. It was amazing having you on. It was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. And our listeners will enjoy it, I'm sure. And and just, we said this beforehand, but just in case you could not understand his accent, because I know (laughs) if you're down down (laughs) south near me and you have a country accent and you're used to it, you may not be able to. We have transcripts now, so just go to the blog, and there will be a transcript below the podcast, so you can read anything you need to. But I understood perfectly, so hopefully you boys should too. I apologize if if you don't, but it is what it is. Different people get different, you know, but you know. Just so you know, starting last show, we now have transcripts below every podcast because our new stuff breaks it out by person and it's not a just big mash together. So, yay. We're very happy yay. for that. So, Get thank you. You're welcome, people. So, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you on social media, where they can follow you. Well, I'm on Instagram, uh, underscore Dio dot x underscore and i'm also on twitter at ginger underscore muscle underscore um so yeah you can find me on instagram and twitter awesome go follow him if you don't 
I will have his links for his social media in the show notes, just in case. And thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great fun. Thank you. Definitely. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.